It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome again. I'm your host, Matt Hausman, for the Smart Money Questions Podcast. I hope everyone out there is doing great and staying sane as as I'm recording this this is early May 2020 and you know there's been a lot going on over the course of the last uh, couple months especially over the course of the last 6 weeks um, we have clients in different states and and watching the states interact either with each other especially where we are in metro Philadelphia with the 95 corridor up to Connecticut and even mass down through Maryland and Virginia, and then talking to other clients in the South, in the in the Carolinas and Florida, out in Texas, Arizona, and uh, the way the different states have reacted. But one thing that has really been cool, and I want to share with you guys this today, is talking to the clients and other people we engage with as how they are, quote, making the best of it. We joke, or I joke with them, about how many commercials can we listen to that, oh, we are all in this together, yet apart. And while that's true, one of the things I think we want to look at in situations like this is how are we getting through these um, unprecedented times? We hear that all the time. A new state of normal, I've heard that a million times. But the reality is it doesn't matter how many times we hear it and the chaos that is happening, or lack of chaos maybe, because Maybe the only chaos is on TV and we're still stuck in our homes and limited availability to going out and interacting with other people. And I think we all can agree that um, as humans, we are social, uh, social beings, is how are we staying sane? And I want to talk about that today because I think it's really important that we, we want to maintain. A lot of times you have heard me talk about, I have a mentality of the glass is half full and so interesting in the people that we have talked to and the clients and uh, all, all different ages of clients too, and how they're doing and what they're doing and their mindset has really been inspiring. And so I want to I talk about that today. The other thing I want to talk about has come up with a couple clients that have reached out to us just within the last couple weeks. Some of the emails I personally have received, text messages I've received, even phone calls that we have received, Maggie and I have received. And really being aware that in times like this, we want to be on the lookout for fraud. And right now, from what I can see, there is a lot of potential fraud going out there. With so much information being thrown at us all now, is we really want to pay attention to what's real and most importantly, what's not, and not get caught up in that. So listen, before we jump into this, let's make sure we deal with the disclaimer. Please don't take any of the information or ideas or suggestions that I offer in today's show as direct advice for you. Please use it as information and education that you then can discuss with your advisor. Now, if you don't have an advisor or you would like for us to be your advisor, I'm more than happy to have that conversation with you. And it's real simple. All you have to do is go to www.speakwithmat.com. That's www.speakwithmat.com. And my online scheduler is right there. You can go right in. 
you can schedule a 15 or 30 minute phone conversation. And quite frankly, at the end of that first call, we're going to have a good idea. Does it make sense to have a second conversation? So again, very low key, go right into the online scheduler. You don't even have to get on the phone with anyone to schedule this. So again, speakwithmat.com, www.speakwithmat.com and schedule it there. So, all right, let's go ahead and get on to today's show. Okay, so let's get into this. Let's talk about what we have talked to clients about that are staying sane, that are, quote, making the most of it, that are having that glass half full mentality and maintaining that is uh, just a couple of the things that we have talked to them about is, I thought this was really interesting. I got an email back uh, right around Easter. I sent a video out to all of our uh, all of our clients, and I said, you know, this is a time that we want to, you know, be thankful. There's so many things to be thankful about, and please send back what you're doing to be thankful, what you're doing to stay sane. One of them I thought was so interesting, and it was a very detailed email that came back. It really appreciated it. Is they talked about staying in their same routine, even though they were at home for most of the time. So they talked about getting up in the morning, doing the same routine, you know, taking a shower, getting dressed. They were still uh, working or they were, had work to do. They were going into their home office, no different than if they were going to the regular office. Then they, you know, having lunch and then dinner. In this case, they even talked about getting up on Sunday and getting dressed, no different than if they were to go to church, although now the church is virtual. But maintaining that same routine because as, as she actually said to me, you know, we can, if you don't stay into that, you can kind of fall, you can kind of slide a little bit. And sometimes that can have our mentality slide. So I thought that was really interesting. A couple of the clients we have are uh, actively making masks for people that they know, first responders in their area, other people that they know that are having to go out to work. And Interestingly enough, this was in multiple different states. So, of course, we're here in Metro Philadelphia and Pennsylvania right now. Governor Wolf put it to where if you're out and about, you have to have a mask on. But, you know, we have clients that are down in Florida and I have family and friends down in Florida. It's not necessarily a requirement to be out there, yet have clients that are down there in Florida making masks for those that that do want to wear them and clients here in PA that you have to wear them and doing that. And they talked about the the feeling of accomplishment and pride and putting that stuff together to get those, those masks out to the people they were making them for and really making them feel good, making them feel that they are, they are part of assisting and helping the people that are out there. The other ones were, and these quite frankly were clients that we have in the southern states and out west where they can still go out and do golf. I spoke to one client a couple of weeks ago and he's like, you know, me and my wife, we get out two to three times a week at a minimum. Uh, one of the things I thought was really cool is uh, he talked about that the neighborhood that they live in, they have a pretty large park. And what they did is as, quote, social distancing, they would go out there with all their neighbors. They would be, you know, park was real big, 15 feet apart. They would have a big circle and they would just sit out there in the late afternoon and be able to converse with people in our area uh, different times is that we have uh, all come out at, say, 6 o'clock. Now that the sun is, uh, is setting a little later, you know, 6 o'clock, it's still nice and sunny out there, and we're, I'm standing on, on my driveway. Next-door neighbors are standing on theirs, and we're still able to talk and converse. So just think about the things that, that you're doing to 
you know, hopefully be able to keep that sanity, keep that glass half full. I really think there's going to be some awesome innovation out of this. It's making people, you know, we're having to think of these things to do. You know, I know for us, we're enjoying spending time with our, with our kids and, or uh, FaceTiming, uh, you know, with my mom down in Florida, with Maggie's uh, mom and dad here in Philly, her sister, my sister, kids, friends, the whole nine yards. And, and being able to still have that interaction, I think, is so important. So just, you know, take the time to appreciate the things in your life that you're enjoying now, the small things, maybe the simple things. And um, I, I just, you know, let's continue. If, if you have something you want to share that you're doing to, to help that, please don't hesitate to uh, email us, info at smartmoneyquestions.com. Give us a call, 610-719-3003. I think that it, it, one of the things I really like in when we're, we're talking with vendors and clients is finding out what they're doing and, and what their mindset is and what their thoughts are and, and, and how they're dealing with it. I think we can all help each other with that. That being said, the next thing I also want us to make sure we are paying attention to, and that is the frauds that are happening right now. And there's been a couple that I wanted to address right now. Make sure that you are being diligent in the new ways that fraudsters are trying to come at us and get our information. More than likely, they're trying to get our money. One of the things I thought was interesting is I saw this on the television probably about a week and a half ago. And it, you know, we've heard of LifeLock, which helps protect in other services out there that helped protect identity theft. This was specifically about title theft, real estate title theft. Another, what are they doing? They are taking your home out from under you. They're changing the deed. They could be remortgaging your house. They could be doing, but they could be selling your home. And so it's real important. Now, this particular company, if you pay them, you know, they'll, they'll quote, watch your deed for you. But I really want you to be aware of this. And if you have any questions, clients especially, please reach out to us and, uh, and we can help you with that. In many cases, I would suggest that one of the ways that you can combat this is you're taking advantage of your free tax report every year. And you're looking to see if there's any accounts on there that don't make any sense, especially when it comes to title theft, you're going to be looking for mortgages. Another thing is many counties now, you can go directly to their website, to the recorder of deeds. And you can be able to pull your deed up, pull up your registration for your home so you can actually see that you still own it. Another thing you could do, not that you necessarily have to do that, but if you would rather have a company do it, go to a title insurance company. Just ask them to do a simple search on your home. And may, they will go in and they'll run. You can ask them, you know, maybe do a 15 or 30-year search. That way, if, they're, if you've only owned the home, so for instance, myself, we've owned the home for, I don't know, 15, 16 years, there's going to be a chain of title. And if something has happened over the course of the last couple of years, we're going to be able to see that or last year or last six months. So real important that, you know, because many of the clients we have, you've already paid your home off. Your home is sitting there, and the only thing that's that is attaching it to you is a deed. And there are fraudsters out there that are very good and they can figure out how to create that deed that gets it out of your name, potentially sell it or remortgage it. Take those proceeds, boom, they're gone. So again, I thought this was interesting. I've Many of you know that I've been in the title insurance business for a long time, the mortgage industry as well, uh, going back over 20 years. And I know for a fact, if you know the game, 
this can be a very simple thing to do. But now to see it on the television, that must mean that we're seeing it a little more widespread. I remember way back in the day, there was a law and order about this, uh, about this exact thing where someone was moving the deed out of the person who owned its name into their name and then selling it. So real important that you are being diligent about that. Again, look at getting your, um, your credit report once a year. Look at going to your county, uh, your county recorder of deeds, government website page. Many times you can do searches right there, and you can be able to see that the deed is still in your name. Worst case scenario, maybe once every year, once every other year, is you're paying to have a title search done from a title insurance company. I can't imagine nowadays, it's been quite a while since I was actually involved in that business, but I can't imagine those title searches are any more than $100, $150 a year. But again, it just really struck me, title insurance fraud. The other one that I want to make sure that we are aware of is with all of these stimulus checks going out, I actually had a client call in today that received what looked like a stimulus check for her deceased significant other. They were actually never married. And luckily she was calling in like, what am I supposed to do? I mean, this thing looks legit. Now I haven't seen it, don't know if it is, but we want to be careful with those things. The other thing I got, I got a couple emails the other day looking like it was coming from the Census Bureau for our business. And I'm looking at it, and I, I, mean, I mean, it looks 100% legit, but I'm worried I click on a link, maybe there's a virus there, no pun intended, you know, malware coming in, something like that. So just be extra diligent right now with the emails that you're looking at with regards to all of this stimulus money coming out, government information coming out. I really think that this is a way that the fraudsters out there can really make it look like a phishing type of email where they're going to capture your information, take you to a website that isn't really your banking website, and again, putting information. So be very diligent with the emails that you are receiving, making sure that they are real. One of the things I do with regards to the emails, from the even from the financial institutions that we work with on a regular basis is if I get an email specifically from them, I don't go click on the link in there. I go and dial in the page directly on my web browser and then go through their, uh, their company page to find whatever it is that they're talking about. I'm just not wanting to click any of those links. And actually now, one of the things that Maggie and I have noticed has really skyrocketed just in the last two months with all of this going on is these text messages with links within them. Many times it's being disguised as an Amazon delivery or a delivery coming from FedEx or UPS. And we're like, we didn't order anything from there. And we, don't, we know we don't have anything coming back. And why would it be coming to my cell phone instead of like an email or the company number? So look out for those text messages now that have links in them and clicking on those, you don't know how that's going to affect your smartphone. You know, do you have malware and uh, antiviruswear on your phone? You want to be diligent about that. We have really seen a spike in those just in the last two months. So again, just be very diligent with the way you are communicating with the financial institutions you talk or that you deal with. Really be looking out, and if you have any questions about the title, the real estate title, the deed fraud situation, don't hesitate to reach out to us directly, info at smartmoneyquestions.com 
or 610-719-3003 if you have any questions regarding that. I really think it's diligent that we are looking at that because in this time of not a lot of people out, quote, on the road, it can create in a lot of chaos that is happening. It can create where we're taking our eye off the ball. And in many cases, our home is our largest asset, especially if the home has been paid off. So just a couple things to look at. The last thing I want to go over is actually a conversation I had with someone yesterday. And you guys have heard me talk about this a lot, and it has to do with inheriting money. In this case, it was a little complex in that the person I was talking to was actually in Pennsylvania. Her mother had died in Florida. She had two other brothers that were in different states. Everything was either in the trust or the trust was the beneficiary. There was an outside savings account that the mother had. And the reason that she had actually, she actually reached out to one of the uh, accountants that we deal with and was referred over. And she was confused and didn't really know which person to believe as to the best way to go through moving those assets through the trust. The, The bank account was held at TD Bank and they gave her They told her there was this whole list of things that she had to do. Now, the reality was TD didn't even know that there was a trust involved. They weren't even looking at the beneficiary accounts when they gave her all this information. There's some real estate involved. Her and one of uh, of her brothers want to buy out the other brother. What's the best way to have that happen? The house is sitting in the trust. There's a couple IRA accounts that obviously are not owned by the trust, but the trust is the beneficiary, the information she got from the financial institution, I won't name who they are, was uh, she wasn't sure that was completely accurate as to being able to make sure, first of all, that we are following the SECURE Act that just passed at the end of 19, effective January 1 of this year, for an inherited IRA accounts, making sure that you're following that. She didn't think, she was like, I knew there were some changes, but what they were telling me, I just wanted to make sure it was correct. Unfortunately, what they were telling her was incorrect. And so being very specific on that, I asked her, are you happy to deal with an attorney? What about the attorney that drafted the trust and then had to update the trust just a couple years ago? She said, unfortunately, he has passed, but there is someone else that we're dealing with uh, down in Florida. And I said, are they an estate attorney? And she said, well, no, not really. My recommendation is for you to have them direct you to an estate attorney to assist in the process of if we're buying people out, are we, you know, the trust now has its own EIN number. Why? Because the mom passed away. Now the trust is its own entity, the assets that are going to come through there. Her and her two brothers are co-trustees. So just making sure that those assets pass and we're not just dealing with someone at one financial institution and someone at a different financial institution, completely conflicting views. And quite frankly, she was like, I'm down here. They're in other states. My mom passed away down in Florida. It just seems like we thought we were doing the trust and it should make things simple, simpler, but it just doesn't seem like it's doing that. And so bringing in the right professionals to assist in that, anytime you're already dealing with the loss of a loved one, it's going to be difficult emotionally to deal with. But then compound that with all of these other issues. And talking to her, one of the things that I let her know, listen, it doesn't matter if this is a large estate or a small estate, you just don't wanna have to deal with all these headaches and feel like no one is giving you the correct answer. So you know, the, the, the question is, if I am going to be inheriting different assets and 
I am a trustee or an executor that is going to be looking to disperse that. Find the professional or a, a team of professionals that can assist. You can, I mean, I'm not going to say that this isn't complex. It is. But the reality was they created the trust. Unfortunately, that attorney has passed. But bringing in another estate attorney, maybe uh, a financial advisor, and maybe a CPA with regards to the real estate, maybe we even have to bring in a real estate attorney with regards to what's the best way to do that. Understanding that we're dealing in different states, in other words, where the heirs are compared to uh, where their mom where their mom passed. So listen, make sure that you are, just make sure you're dealing with the right professionals, even if you need a team of professionals to make sure we are looking at things from the different lenses of those professionals. I remember I did a video, I don't remember if it was last summer or the summer before, with a client that's a Pennsylvania resident selling a Delaware resident and it wasn't her primary resident, and she got the proposed HUD back or the proposed closing statement. And I noticed that, wait a second, there's a lot of, lot of capital gains or real estate taxes you're paying that I don't really believe you need to be paying for. So what do we do? We got, in, uh, got on the phone with the uh, client and the real estate attorney who was conducting the closing along with uh, this person's accountant. And we all four, we went through to understand the law. Sure enough, there wasn't a reason for the capital gains tax to be there that was come off, and it was a significant amount. So just making sure that we are, we're looking at things from all angles, and the transaction is happening in the most efficient way possible. And that was my conversation with her. So listen, if you have a question or a scenario that you would like for us to address, don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can either schedule a 15 or 30-minute call with myself and just go to speakwithmat.com. That comes right into my online calendar. Or you can uh, just simply send us an email, info at smartmoneyquestions.com or a phone call, 610-719-3003. So I hope this has been helpful. Again, feel free to reach out to us if there's any way we can help. Everybody listen, take care, be safe. We'll talk to you soon.